Hey friends, welcome to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Dare, a serial entrepreneur who has already made all of the money mistakes so you don't have to. Now I'm working on my money mindset, expanding my companies, and having open conversations with women around a subject that shouldn't be so taboo, money. My company, Woman-Owned Wallet, and I are determined to help you foster a more positive relationship with your wallet and help you create a life that makes you say, wow. Hey, money makers! Welcome back to another episode of Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. (laughs) I'm your host, Amanda. I mean, you probably know that by now, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyways, I am joined today by Melissa, my money mindset coach. And this is another mini-sode featuring her. So welcome back to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Another money mindset mini-sode. It's magnificent. (laughs) We're getting good at saying it. I used to be like money mindset mini-sode. It's so (laughs) hard. Just kidding. Um, Okay. So I was thinking about this with Melissa and we were chatting and I was like, I don't think everybody, you know, is comfortable. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be interested in money mindset. You know, hopefully you're doing lots of cool things, feeling good and great about it. But if you're like, you know what, I could really use some extra help. I can use a coach. I could use a little hand holding is the way I like to say it. I'm like, I need my hand held. Thank you. Um, so I feel like maybe Melissa can go through a little bit of like what it's like to hire a coach, what happens, like kind of some of the realities around hiring a money mindset coach And what are kind of the first steps? So if you're like nervous or on the edge, you can be, you know, soothed a little bit by our beautiful Melissa kind of explaining it to us. So kind of go into that. Like they hire you, what happens? It's really quite interesting because everybody needs something different. So the first thing that we do is figure out what you think you want. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what people think they want is not in the end what we find out that is the truth or a lot of times <laughs> right or a lot of times what they need for sure what I wanted when I needed are always different <laughs> some people genuinely just need the framework set they mm-hmm. need to understand how to make a budget they need to understand how it works they need to get a little bit of practice and then they run with it and those are the 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 easy peasy go getters. They wanna they're the DIYers that just need that beginning help. They of, need the uh, instruction manual. Yeah, they need like the template. Yeah, and the so template. I provide the template and some additional support while you're learning how to utilize the template. Mm-hmm. And then baby bird fly fly out of the nest and. You go live your best life and it's great. And it's customized to you because like you said, everybody has a little bit different, even like, you know, past money trauma or money um, perspectives or influences. And they're all, they all come together in this little soup pot. Then, you know, everybody has a different money mindset soup. For (laughs) sure. You have to come together with. A lot of DIYers, they're confident people, right? You're not a DIYer if you're not confident that you can do things. So a lot of that group, it's a really confident, like you just, you're arming them with the information and the tools. Because it is a skill set and learning it is important. Like 
it is one of the most important skill sets because it's how we operate within the world, you know, like with other people, within our careers, within our homes. Like there's so much that, you know, maybe we just didn't quite realize growing up or maybe we didn't have the course on it or the class on it because it is a skill set. And when I realized I wasn't just good at money or bad at money, like I had to build my skill set with money and learn how to manage it. I was like, oh, so that's cool. And, yeah. It's you know, just another thing to learn how yeah. to do like everything else in life. Yeah. And I just, I didn't always think of it that way and interact with it, but now mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> so you got your DIYers, you know, they're real teach me and I'm going to go run on my own. Then you have a lot of people that they're just convinced that they're not good with money. And they've given themselves a whole bunch of evidence of why they're not good with money. And that evidence continues to happen over and over again. And it's this whole self-fulfilling prophecy that they feel like they can't get out of this cycle. Yeah, been there. (laughs) Yeah. And that we don't focus on the systems. We start with where you are. Let's just start there. We don't need to look forward We don't even need to really think about where you want to be because where you want to be is just in a more confident place than where you are right now. Hmm, So we're not even going to budget yet. Yeah. We're going to figure out, are you even comfortable with talking about the budget? Does talking about budgeting in itself get you so stressed out (laughs) that you quit before you start? Do you really have any real knowledge of your budget? Do you know what you're spending? Do you know what your bills are? Have you done this in the past? A lot of times I deal with spouses that are taking over the finances Mm. after their spouse mismanaged it. Right. Or Or a divorce or or a a divorce or they decide, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not making all the best and right choices and it's a lot of stress. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hand this off to my other mm-hmm. and they've never done it. They don't know what their bills are. They don't know the logins to pay their bills. They don't know what bank accounts they have. Mm-hmm. Always starting with where are you right now? What do you know? Collect all that information. Mm-hmm. then systematically start looking at, well, what's a next doable chunk? Work into the budgeting. And then a lot of people, they're okay with the budgeting part. They understand how to do it. They don't struggle in the planning portion, Yeah, but they struggle with the implementation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And... I think that after a while, if you struggle in the implementation, you just think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. That part of your planning is incorrect or you just start to believe that you really can't do it. Mm -hmm. Like there's just something wrong with you Mm -hmm. and you just can't figure it out. It just wasn't meant for you. Right. And so. And none of us really get to choose that it's not meant for us because financially going down the wrong path and like can lead to really negative effects of, you know, your home not being good for you, your job not being good for you. Like you have to find the way that it fits for you. And without the skill set to do that or without the education behind how to make it work for you, like you said, it looks different for everybody. I'm an entrepreneur, looks different than somebody who is on a fixed income. So 
I'm curious, yeah, like what kinds of different clients have you had? Is that kind of the two options or are there more? (laughs) Yeah, I think I think in general people it's easy to split between people that have a predictable income and people that don't. People that have a predictable income, it's a million times easier, right? And it makes it easier for them to know their numbers and gain that confidence faster Mm. than someone who has a variable income. Planning wise, it only makes it a little more difficult, Mm -hmm. but mentality wise, it's, it's hard because when you have those down months, you feel like you've done something wrong and it makes it harder to get the confidence that this is, what I'm planning and this is what's going to happen because sometimes your plans don't happen when you have a variable income. Right. But I think that something that happens a lot is the whole idea that, that you need permission to say yes to spending money on things. Yeah. Especially the women that I've worked with and I've dealt with this a lot myself. I am not a spender. (laughs) It is difficult for me to decide to spend money on things that I think are frivolous Mm -hmm. or indulgent. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people that have that mentality, like I have, they want someone to tell them, yes, you should spend that. It's okay to spend that. You are doing the right thing. And I try very hard not to tell people what they can do and what they can't do. Because that's, that would probably delay their progress. Right. And the whole point is that everything that you do, it's your decision for you. Mm -hmm. Like you can take a hundred dollars and you can give it to a stranger or you can put it in your pocket or you can put it in a bank account. Mm-hmm. Like either way you've transacted a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. How do you want to do it? Right. What will bring you the most happiness from that hundred dollars and helping walk through, like you don't need my permission. I'm not here to be your judge on what you should and shouldn't spend your money on. I don't want to make any choices for you. I want to help you be able to see all of your options so that you can pick the option that you think is the best for you. I love that. <laughs> so it's a lot of people very much struggle. I think with I, I was permission. I was in that for mm-hmm. sure. I was like, but Melissa, can you just like tell me yes this one time? And she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, ah. I'm much better at telling people no. If you have to... Like, she'll be realistic with you. Right. If you have to short pay your mortgage to go do that thing that you want to do, I'm going to tell you no. Not a good idea. You don't want to put yourself at risk. Your shelter at risk. Right. If you can avoid it, you should. But like, people just have to realize your resources are limited. These are what they are. What do you want to buy with that money? Mm -hmm. What do you want that to bring into your life? Right. It's not up to me. Yeah. Like you use the analogy about like getting your nails done. And like for me, holds true. Like I love a nail moment 
Melissa has the cutest nails right now. I have I to tell you. Guys. I was so excited. And it feels maybe I don't know how that felt to you because I don't remember you having like very fancy nails every oh time gosh. I've seen you. Before the last year, I think I had had my nails done maybe four times in my whole life. Wow. Okay. Once was when I got married and once was when I was in another person's wedding. Yeah. I never got my nails done. Like I said, I, I struggle to spend money on myself. Yeah. And a friend invited me and she kept inviting me. And my husband kept saying, do something nice for yourself. You love the nails. Go get your <laughs> nails done. So I have for the past I don't know, eight or nine months, maybe. Wow, look at you. I love them. (laughs) And it is a commitment. It's a money commitment. The bigger thing to me is the time commitment. Right, right. Because it's hard for me to get to a nail salon. It's hard to get there, to sit there. And especially as a mom, I'm sure like. Right, I don't want to take the kids to just complain the whole time. And it would ruin the whole experience. Yeah, it's you time. (laughs) Exactly. Gosh, I need a pedicure so bad right now. And I'm going to get one before vacation, before I go off with my mom on our cruise. I'm going to get one. Actually, the other day I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if on the cruise they have like one where you're staring at the ocean. And I was like, and then I went from like, no, I can't get, I go so fast from one way to the other. I'm like, no, I can't get a pedicure. Like I don't need it. I've been wearing boots for so long because it's like winter time. And then to like, can I have the bougiest, like, <laughs> experience? A cruise ship, like, hot stone massage, staring at the ocean moving by, pedicure. That's like way over what I need. I was like, Amanda, you just need like a normal one. Like, <laughs> you can spend 40 bucks, and it'll be okay. But like, <laughs> it's just funny because sometimes this happens to me a lot too, where I like see, I drive past this um, lottery sign every day. Well, on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it'd be so cool to win $500 million or whatever. And then I go to be like, yeah, but you only get to keep half and that's 250 million. I was like, what do I do that? And then I was like, man, it would be nice if like, just like somebody bought me lunch. <laughs> like I go from like right? one end Extremes. to the other. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just buy myself lunch because that sounds nice. <laughs> and then I'll think about buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. Uh-huh. Although I do have a recurring dream that I win $30 million. So uh-huh. every time intriguing. it gets close to 60, I'm like, you know, maybe it's time uh-huh. to buy that one lottery ticket I ever buy in my life. But anyways. I was going to say, I think we buy a lottery ticket maybe once a year. Yeah. Like for Chris, I don't know. My mom gives us like scratch offs, <laughs> whatever. Like it's fun. Actually, <laughs> I was at a wedding recently and it's, uh, they had it as a gift, like your favor. Oh, that's cute. And it said for richer or poorer on it. And it was a little scratch off like card. That. I thought it was so cute. That is really cute. I was like, that's a cute idea. And like, I don't know, none of us want money. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I told them at the table about the $30 million. And they're like, keep me in your phone. <laughs> I was like, you get one big ask. That's it. That's right. Then that's it. You cut it off. But anyways, tangent, obviously. That did bring something up for oh, me. Yeah. Though. Like I, I think that another thing that people struggle with is transitioning through phases in their lives. Yes, definitely. Right. So like I've dealt with a lot of people who are recently divorced Mm -hmm. and they're doing this for the first time by themselves. I've dealt with a lot of people who've changed jobs. Right. And their salary is different now and they have to make different choices or they want to change jobs. Mm -hmm. Like transition periods are 
a hard adjustment time with finances too. Mm-hmm. And I think that having the extra added drama of whatever is going on in that transition makes yeah. it all seem scarier. What like, you know, created the transition or, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever situation added to it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's difficult. I think a lot of like, or starting something new, <laughs> starting right. a new business. <laughs> like even if you've, felt good in the past. I think a lot of times people come to me and they'll, they're going through a transition and they're like, I've made so many bad choices in the past, but like, were they bad choices then? Probably not. I feel like one of the main things you taught me was like, I made the best decision with the information that I had when it happened. And I was like, Whoa, you're so right. Like I didn't, I didn't have different information. Right. So holding myself accountable to things that happened in the past that maybe I wasn't as proud of compared to myself today, like, isn't fair to me. It's rude. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to be rude and, to me. No. And like years ago, I decided that I just want to believe that everyone is doing their best. Yeah. Right. And that might be true and it might not be true, but it makes me feel better to just believe that about yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we all need to do that with ourselves about our past. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent because so much of my, I was like depressed about it and didn't think I could get out of it. And it was just all dark when, you know, and I, I really suggest not waiting until you're at rock bottom to educate yourself on money management and money mindset and if you need some handholding and coaching, obviously we are suggesting you call Melissa because I love her and I've put so much money in her wallet because she has literally helped me just grow my mindset so much, which has put that money back into my wallet. So like great investment. Definitely don't wait until rock bottom. Please don't wait. if you're at rock bottom right now, do it. It's not too late. Not too late. It's never too late. Also to like help. rock bottom, like... It's a feeling. (laughs) Yeah, it's a feeling. It's not like, I mean, I know multiple people who have like gone through bankruptcy. Guess what? They're still fine. You know, like they might not be as ballin (laughs) as they were when they were (laughs) overspending on something or whatever it was or, but like my mom had to go through bankruptcy because she had lost her job after she had bought a condo in her like 20s, early 20s. And because she was so proud of herself for buying the condo and having this good job. But, and I don't even think we talked about this on her episode, but she's openly talked about it. And once I had understood that my mom went through bankruptcy and like, she's fine. Like, I just used to think that financial things were going to take me down for forever and I would never recover from them. And that's just not my reality any longer. And let's be honest, like how many rock bottoms are really just the start of something better in your life? True, 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 true. Back to that whole perspective Perspective, y'all. It's my buzzword. (laughs) We're feeling it this season. I mean, it just feels good. It feels true because, I mean, especially getting through a lot of money mindset myself, like the perspective is the thing that changed it. And sometimes you don't have enough of that, like she said before, like evidence to create the confidence that this perspective is like a feasible one or whatever, like maybe positive, negative, whatever, but like, it just doesn't feel possible maybe for you sometimes to, to get out of that rock bottom. But yeah, calling somebody, asking for that handholding and that, you know, that help 
when it's needed, like if you can get there before that to just educate yourself, maybe you can avoid the feeling that you have from rock bottom. But again, like she said, if you are there where you're like, I have never felt this bad, like about this or this unsure, this confused, or sometimes you feel all those things at once. And that's the over overwhelmed is the feeling I get the most often. I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed by stuff right now. So just having a lot of feelings and feeling overwhelmed by that can feel like rock bottom. But for me, I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. So call Melissa. Yeah. And know that like there's so many people that have been feeling the way that you're feeling right now. There's so many people that have been in that space and come out of it and things get better and life gets better and your plans get back on track and it's always possible. Yeah. You got to just never give up. If you, if you look for examples of people that can inspire you to know that you can do it, they're there. Yeah. Might be in your own family. Like for me, I was like, Oh, I always thought that that would just, you know, financial ruin or whatever was bankruptcy. And I'm like, no, it's not. We openly talked about that on like the first or second episode with Lindsay. You know, she had like credit cards and to me, it wasn't, I mean, I have a lot of debt that's obviously in the business now and I've restructured that to make sure personally I am financially okay. And like my business is actually financially okay because it is like this long-term loan with this low interest, like mm -mm, great. But like for her, like it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I felt like was so much money, but for her, it was rock bottom in a way, or I don't know. I don't even want to keep using that as much, but like the bankruptcy relieved her. She said the first time she felt relief was like leaving the lawyer's office because it's just overwhelming. And in the way that felt like rock bottom to her. So it's like, you can get out of it. She's still a hairstylist. (laughs) She made me blonde. I love her. And I just think it's so interesting because you think that that to me is the is the alternative, I guess, um, not alternative, but what can happen if you're financially irresponsible is bankruptcy. That's the main thing that comes to my mind. Right. And so that word seems so scary. And I'm like, oh, people do survive it, obviously, and thrive after it. And like, it didn't harm them as much as I like put that weight on it. Yeah. It was like yeah. a big scary monster in the closet. It's going to get you. And I'm like, no monster. I have monster spray. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's water from the tap, <laughs> but back, it's monster spray. It's back to the whole perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's look around. You can find people that can inspire you. You can, I mean, like I think about it sometimes and where I've come from and where I'm at now. And I'm like, you, you've done a good job. Great you work. You did a great job. Yeah. And then you look around and like, I can find a million people mm-hmm. that have done what I've done plus, you know, times seven or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever level that you desire to be at, you can find people that are at that level and use them as the proof that you can do it. I mean, yeah, 
They're no different than you. Everybody, inspiration. Everybody's just a person. Yeah. Doing their best, wanting things, trying for things. You just reminded me like everybody's just a person. I was thinking about my sales taxes the other day and I was like, I mean, I did so well with them because I was getting um, lots of fun help from you helping me make sure I was on track. I just got a little bit off because I've, I'm switching accountants and stuff. So I was like, oh, well, like that's something that even month to month I cannot let get behind but my brain was thinking like, oh, calling the sales tax office, like, oh my God, it's terrible. And then I was like, well, no, it's not that terrible. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, like, I'm just driving to work right now. Like the person I call at the sales tax office, one, they're, they're not judging me the way I think they are because it's their job. They're making money to do that. They're holding, they're upholding the, you know, the law and <laughs> the standards of, of other people. They didn't make it up. They're not judging me. I just have to call and let them know like, Hey, I'm working on this. Can we work together? And they will offer you something to that makes it worth it or that makes it okay. But if the longer you wait and the more pressure you put on it, like that's what makes it rough because they can't help you as well. If you call them years after and they've been trying to call you and all this stuff and you've been avoiding it. But I was like, man, that that person doesn't have to feel so scary to me because they're literally just going to work on a, on a Tuesday, you know, it's like the person doing their job. Yeah. And they want to help you. They just got back from lunch. You know, they had leftovers. Like they're getting paid to help you. They're getting paid to help me mm-hmm. to help me not be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like they're getting paid to make sure that I, compliant. I can accomplish compliant. That's the word that I can like accomplish the thing that I'm trying to accomplish. So it used to feel so scary, but I was like, they're just a person. Mm -hmm. It's all right. And then, I mean, the sitting on hold for forever kind of sucks. Oh man. I sat on hold with the SBA office. I just have to tell you this because you might be, I think you'll be proud of me. I, it was like a struggle because I didn't know which SBA loan to utilize when I was like paying my um, EIDL for the first time. And I had to wait on hold I want to say it was like, I don't even know, hour 20, something like that. It played, this is torture. (laughs) The same song over and over and every minute or less potentially, I had to let it know that I was still there. No, those are the worst. I had to click that button. Paige was here and she was like, oh my God, this is like torture. And I was like. I cannot not do this. Like I will not default on this loan. It is the best thing that happened for my business. It's the best thing that, you know, that could have been offered to me. I'm not messing it up. And I was like- It worked hard for you. You need to put the work back into it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, I know how much beauty this money that was brought to me and the beautiful things that I did with it. And I'm so proud of those things. And I- do have the money to pay it back. And I just couldn't figure out how to like log on correctly. And so I finally get through, get through, get through. Like somebody couldn't really help me waited on again for somebody else. And literally it was like not even 20 seconds to fix it. (laughs) And I was just like, if I hadn't sat here, I would have maybe, and cause it offers to call you back, but like they, I've, I've been through this before. They call you back like once And I don't answer most phone calls because they're almost all spam for me. 
So I was like, if I don't call you, like I'm probably not picking up. If you call, <laughs> email me. You're committed to yeah. be on hold until you get it resolved for yes. sure. And like that one was probably one of the worst experiences because of hitting the button to say, I was, I don't want to call back. I'm here. I'm fixing this right now. I'm not leaving. And I had to sit down. I got myself a treat. <laughs> had a mocha cookie crumble. Lovely. Frappuccino. I had like my little breakfast sandwich and I was working. I just put them, I think my AirPods or something. Oh no, I had it on speaker because mm-hmm. Paige was like, oh man. And then eventually I put in my AirPods because after like <laughs> 10 minutes, lose her mind. I was like, I need her to be protective. <laughs> if I'm not going to be, she's making the big bucks. I need her to be protective. <laughs> so every like, you know, 60 seconds, she'd hear like the tap. <laughs> she's like, still nothing. I was like, no. And I was like, but I'm not leaving. So you just have to have a little bit of determination. But even the people I talked to like that day, I was like, so I mean, I had put it off a little bit, but I was like, I'm not, it was like maybe a couple weeks, not something crazy like years or anything for me because I've done that before. And so like, if I only put it off for a couple of weeks past when I was like really supposed to figure it out, like I'm not that far behind on payment. So I just had to make one. It was cool. And like those people, I was like, they probably just got back from lunch. Like I called, oh no, it was still like breakfast time. So I was like, oh, they probably had a great breakfast. Like I was just like, they're doing their best, like you said, and they're here to help me and I can't log in. I cannot pay this thing until I can log in. And once I do this like hour and 20 minutes, (laughs) it's okay. It's complete. It's complete. You know what you're doing. Now I know how to do it. Now I know which SBA loan they were, like number they were using because I had one before the pandemic, which it showed both of them. And then I got um, one in 2020 and one in 2021. I couldn't tell which one they were using. And every single time, the other annoying part was that they would, if I didn't put in the right numbers or whatever, they would delete all of my information. I had to go through like a five-step process every time. So when the person was on the phone, like helping me. I was like, before we leave, mm-hmm. I'm going to type this in. They're like, well, it can take up to you. And I was like, mm-hmm. before we get off the phone, and I was like, so how's your day going? And I was like talking <laughs> to them. And I was like, before we get off the phone, like I'm making sure I can log in. And I was like, it'll be, I'm, I'm filling out this page. I am almost done. Da, da, da. And, <laughs> and then I came up with like a random question. So they wouldn't leave, but it was just, it, it got done and it's all right. And they're just people. You're just people. This is just like a big system. Like I'm not, in a way it feels good to not like be special, you know, like about it. I'm just like, I'm just another person. I'm not alone in this. They're helping. I was on hold for an hour and 20 minutes because they're helping so many people. Right. I'm not the only one confused. I don't have to make this something about myself. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was still annoying. So I got myself, like I said, that little treat. I mean, chances are (laughs) that no one's ever judging you harder than you're judging yourself. Yeah. Like I did this CFO panel in January. And one of the main questions that all the people had in the audience was like, but I'm nervous to show anybody my stuff because I think it's going to be judgment because you're judging yourself and then thinking somebody else is judging. I'm like, they ain't thinking about you. And all the panelists um, that were CPAs were like, Never once have I done that. I'm not concerned. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Like, this is just a job the way you have a job. Right. And when they said that, everybody was like, oh. And there were probably like 60 or 70 women in the room. And I was just like, now those women are going to be a little bit better off because they heard this one, you know, these four CPA say, nope, no judgment. Get to it. No, it's, yeah, you're giving them work. Yeah. <laughs> they're happy to be being paid for something they're kind of good at. 
Right. And I'm just like, well, if I'm bad at it, at it somebody's, everybody's bad at it. I was like, no. I mean, somebody's good at it. <laughs> everything that you're bad at, somebody is good, <laughs> somebody's at, good at and would like to get paid to do. Yeah. For and sure. It's the thing that comes more naturally to them where they've taken the classes on it, like we've talked about. And it's not this big thing as much as I, I allowed it to be for myself, which is why I came to you when I did. Like if you call a plumber to tell them your toilet is leaking, like, are you worried that the plumber is judging that your toilet's broken? You know, I <laughs> kind of, we, yeah, we put kidding. so much, weight. so much weight on our own thoughts. And the biggest thing is when you're dealing with people, they only know about you, what you share with them. Oh yeah, true. I mean, you live with your whole life inside your head and mm -hmm. you can judge from all sorts of angles. People like the person that you talk to on the phone, you're just a voice on, mm -hmm. on a phone. Yeah. You're just like, you know, ticket number 75 and mm -hmm. this was her issue. And can I help her resolve it? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, I'm going to send her to somebody else, which right. kind of sucks. But then that next person helped me. So you just got to say positive. Don't give up. Get your little treat to get you through it. <laughs> exactly. Well, the treat helped me to not give up on it. And it was like, a, I don't know, $5 drink or whatever. It's probably like an $8 drink. Let's be real. But those $8, <gasps> they you got determined. I, exactly. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I worked while waiting on hold. And I had all this like paper stuff next to me with all the different numbers and my questions. So I wouldn't forget once they finally caught on because that scares me sometimes. I'm like, man, I've been holding on a long time. What was I going to ask? Yeah. Got to write it down. <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot in my day job, but work while I'm on a hold. And you definitely have to like take a note at the very top of the paper. This is, remember, this is what you're <laughs> calling about. <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast before, you probably heard me mention how I recently was able to start providing health insurance to my long-term love of an employee, Adrian, my COO. <laughs> This was a first for me, and I couldn't have done it without the help of Gusto. Thank you so much, Gusto. This is an easy-to-use human resources platform that makes growing your business a breeze. No matter the size or stage of your business, Gusto puts the tools you need to hire, pay, and manage your team all at your fingertips. Whether you're hiring your first employee or looking to raise productivity amongst your team, Gusto has a plan for your small business. Head on over to our show notes for our affiliate link to unlock your team's potential today. Let me know if you use our link because I'll happily personally walk you through starting on Gusto and running your very first payroll. Because if you use our link, you get a $100 Visa gift card. And Gusto provides me a little kickback too, so I can help you for free. Let me know when you're ready to get started with Gusto. So, I mean, we've talked obviously all around, all the time, all these tangents. I love them, obviously. And I think what everybody has loved about listening to the podcast is that, you know, we're really just, we're just people having a conversation around something that maybe you haven't heard a conversation around before. And it might feel different or scary, but when you're with people you, you know, you trust and like, obviously I trust Melissa, like that, it doesn't make it as hard. And when you do need something that's like a little handholding, a little help, a little coaching on something or just a little education, 
little framework on it. You can call somebody who is has experience in it, who has education in it, and you can pay them to learn and to get the help that you need for it. So doing that is not does not mean anything about you. You're not concerning. Melissa's not even going to say yes or no to your purchases. She's going to be like, you bought three pints of ice cream yesterday, Amanda, and a, a heart-shaped cake today. Are you happy with that? I could not be happier about my heart-shaped cake. I mean, my heart is so full and bursting because Bay's Bakery, she thought I was cool today. And I was like, oh, the feeling is so mutual. I'm obsessed with you. And like, I'm already ordering another one for my birthday. <laughs> I love it. You're happy. I'm happy. Right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. I was like, turns out like money's not motivating me as the way as like much as vibes do <laughs> and aesthetic does and the experiences. But obviously money got me that. So utilizing it as a tool to feel good about something like, well, yes, that's good for me. Mm -hmm. I'm happy about it. So let's recap just a little bit. They call you up, uh, money mindset coaching, help me out. And you run them through a framework, you said, kind of like feeling out what they need. Are we looking more practical, like numbers and figures? Are we looking more emotional, working through some blocks? Perfect. They do that and they go... They, they uh, choose their own adventure. <laughs> yes, love those books. You get to choose your own adventure, little goosebumps <laughs> vibes. And, you know, you, you stay with Melissa. She talks you through it. And like, how long do people usually like stay with you? Or, I mean, obviously it depends on what you're going through. The DIYers, it's usually about three months. It usually takes three months for someone to get confident and comfortable with the budget. Oh, love that. Um the more I want you to help me hold my hand kind of deal. It's usually a year. Yeah. Um, most of my more committed, long-term, big change clients have been right about a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so if people are struggling financially and, you know, I'm not saying we're giving exact numbers on this, but like it is a scary investment to kind of get into. And is that something that you guys talk about well up front and they would know before signing with you and there wouldn't be any like hidden fees or anything. Absolutely. I Um, feel like people are always nervous about the financial commitment, but for me, it brought me back so much more money. So I suggest it. For me, I, um, I don't want you to sign a contract. I don't want you to buy so many calls package. I want to be there for you in the way that helps you when you need it. So a lot of my clients will work together weekly in the beginning. Then we go to every other week. Then we go to once a month. Um, Some of my clients, you know, once we get them set up and rolling, they only reach out occasionally when they need help or something's come up. I want to be able to help you in the way that works for you. And because it is my own business, I have a lot of flexibility to make different things work since it's something that we can do virtually or over the phone, I have a lot of flexibility. So, you know, sometimes I have clients, we talk for an hour and a half. Sometimes I have clients, we have 15 minute calls. You know, it's very tailor made for what your needs are and the level of support that you want. So you're not going to have to sign any contracts. I don't want to lock anyone into anything. If you don't want to do the work anymore, I want you to be able to walk away with 
with nothing left on the table. Yeah, no concern. Right. Because a little bit when I, you know, was like, Melissa, I'm feeling good. Like, I think I can skip this call. Or I was like, man, is she going to be judging me too? Like, I felt the same thing. Like, oh, behind the scenes, is she like, not all, she needs some more or whatever. And I was like, she was like, this is exactly where I want to. And she was so positive about it. I was like, yeah, when you're like, yeah, that's the point. I was like, oh, really? I was so excited to hear that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, it it all depends on what you need, what what level. I, I can make a budget for anyone, mm-hmm. but I can't make you do it. Yeah, it's the accountability, obviously. I think that that's something that surprises a lot of people and maybe surprises isn't quite the right word, but like the realization that I'm on, I can only help you mm-hmm. with words and support and numbers on a spreadsheet, you have to do all the the heavy lifting. You have yeah. to, we'll, we can make the budget together. I can do all the heavy budget creation, mm-hmm. but you're the one that has to go out there and follow it. Yeah, You're the one that has to make the daily decision. Do I follow this plan that I made or do I not? Mm-hmm. And so I always make that very clear in, in our first call. Like I am happy to help you in any way that I can, but the only thing that I'm offering to you is support, knowledge, assistance. Mm-hmm. You are the one that has to walk down the road. Yeah. So I'll go with you as far as you want. Yeah. You just tell me. Feels like a personal trainer to me in a way. It's just like financial trainer. <laughs> it really is. It's it's very similar. And yeah. you build a lot of muscles the same way you do in training. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, you know what? I think I got it now. Mm -hmm. because you have the education around it or or whatever and then they're like great you know like it doesn't nobody's thinking about you as much as you are so handle handle your own situation and you got this I only want to help yeah that's her goal is that you don't need her for forever right my goal (laughs) isn't to just like keep taking your money forever like I want you to go out there and and fly fly and succeed and you know, tell all your friends. And I mean, seriously, I, I literally feel like the, like what I do is promote genuine people. And like I said, the money going in the wallets of women. I mean, we talk about that all the time. And this is one of the biggest things that I felt like scared to do and then did. And I haven't felt better since like, I mean, I felt so great. I mean, since we've worked together. So that's why she's on the podcast every season. That's why she joins us. And I mean, there's love here, but, and it's just like with CPAs or with personal trainers, like maybe Melissa might not be the right fit for you even, but like there can be somebody and there will be somebody that is. But for me, she's pretty fucking great, you guys. So check her out first. <laughs> wow, I couldn't be any more proud. I When you reached out to me, it, it was such a brave move. And so I know how hard me, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And You've just, you've done an excellent job. You oh, thanks, babe. You decided what you wanted. You worked hard and here you are. You're so much further than we thought could yeah. happen. And like, you're doing awesome. This woman has nothing but a million fabulous ideas. 
And in all of our conversations, you'd tell me, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm not an ideas person. I'm an implementation person. Mm -hmm. And your big ideas, I was just like in awe of them always. And then here you are, you're like doing so many of them. I can't say all of them because I think you have like a bajillion. (laughs) But like here you are. I'm choosing which ones make sense in the moment because of like your framework and training that like and the education around these things like I'm not willy nilly doing them anymore you know I'm committing to these ones and I'm building them and growing them and so much of that it comes from what I learned from you they're all a part of your game plan yeah you're just like setting them up and knocking them out (laughs) it's really awesome (laughs) well thanks babe Well, I just appreciate obviously this conversation so much. I never wanted to end. I love talking all the time forever and always. (laughs) And um, I don't know. Just thank you so much, Melissa. Like we really appreciate you coming back for season four. And it's interesting because like, I mean, even in like the money mindset journey, like we had you more in season one and then we did a little less season two, a little less. And I'm like, oh, these people like they're feeling like they love hearing the stories and lessons learned. But now they're like, well, now tell me more about wow. And like, but don't get rid of Melissa. I want her to come back and do these <laughs> things. But like, you know, we're, we're growing and expanding and making space for, for a lot of different voices. And it's cool to see, you know, how much like people tell me that, that you have helped them that listening to this podcast has helped them. And these little mini sods, this one's not so many, but Hey, <laughs> it's more many than some of the other ones this season. Um, these have been really beneficial for them. So just thank you one more time and don't worry. We'll have our back season five. Like mm-hmm. we'll figure out what's going on then. And hopefully, um, hopefully we can have her for forever and ever. Well, thank you for having me. I really think that, like you said, our, our conversations have changed since the beginning, but I think all the conversations that we can have about money and every aspect with the, the exciting stuff and the more mundane stuff. And every time we as women talk to each other about money, it makes us more open Mm. and it just makes things easier. We, we can't be afraid of money. We can't be afraid to take the power and if we go take the power, like we can do so many incredible things. We can do it. Yay. And we're better together. I'm into it. We are <laughs> for sure. Well, again, Melissa, so we've talked about what it looks like when people can hire you as a money mindset coach and everything. And I just obviously have benefited so much from that for the millionth time. I've said that I feel like at this point, but Tell everyone how they can hire you. How can they put money into your wallet? Yeah, come check me out at melissablandfordcoaching.com and uh, we'll schedule something. Yay. Put it in the books. Put it on the books. And we'll put her uh, link in the show notes for sure so that you all can check her out. But thank you so much, Moneymakers, for listening. And Moneymakers, until next time, go out there and make that money. If you want to put more money into the wallets of women like we do, then check out our website, thewomanownedwallet.com. And we can't wait to continue the conversation on our social media. So definitely follow us on our Instagram at womanowned.wallet and on TikTok at womanownedwallet. You can support us by following our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you for listening to Woman Owned Wallet, the podcast. 